I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. And let's talk about what lessons have found. Let's hang out. And let's listen to two lesbian shout. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. Hey everyone, welcome back to Let's Hang Out. I'm Ellie Brigida. And I'm Lee Holmes Foster, and here's what's happening this week. This week in the Lesdom. This Week in the Lesdom is a place where we can touch base each episode about things going on with the podcast or otherwise. We want to remind you all that we are still on our Season 5 Patreon campaign, and we want to thank Leah Smith, who is our newest patron. You can join them at bit.ly slash lespatreon. And we want to remind you that we have our upcoming holiday live show with our friends over at Bad Queers. We're going to be on Zoom on December 7th, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. We are just going to have... A chaotic Christmas good queer time. And I'm you should so be there. excited. Talking about all, because we have so many Christmas movies and holiday films that are coming Speaking out. Speaking of. Right? <laughs> Speaking of. Great segue, Ellie. <laughs> we wanted to share with you, there's a bunch of new lesbian and queer holiday movies coming out this year. Under the Christmas Tree is Lifetime's movie. Keep an eye out on our feed because we will be talking to Elise Bauman and Tatiana Jones about the movie. They're the two stars of it, so we're really excited for that. There's also Single All the Way, which is the Netflix movie, which I saw the trailer and started crying because it's just like a happy gay Christmas movie. And it's totally cool that they're out. And I just am like, this is amazing. My bar is so low because of Happiest (laughs) Season, but I'm excited for it. Um, How dare you say that name on this on this podcast? Come on, Ellie. <laughs> we have to say it like once a year. We're going to start getting angry emails from people. <laughs> There's also uh, Every Time a Bell Rings, which I believe is on Hallmark. Yeah, yeah. with Allie Liebert. Yeah. And Christmas at the Ranch, 
which is Tallow's new Christmas film. We're big fans of Seasons of Love and I Hate New Year's, which came out last year. So we're really excited for Christmas at the Ranch. Plus, I, I saw a TikTok. Rivka Reyes did a TikTok. And I think there's another. I don't think it was like a mainly queer. I think it was also a Lifetime movie. But I heard that there was like a queer kind of like secondary plot to it. So I have to look up the name of it. I don't remember. But always, always intrigued to see more, you know? Oh, yeah. Also, some of you may remember we did a, a Should Have Been Gay on a little show called Facts of Life. One of and my favorites should have been gays, to be honest. That uh, was a right? really good one. It was a great episode. And we hear that there's like a, a reboot or something with Catherine Hahn playing Joe and they want to kill the gays is what I think is happening. I'm just I'm excited to see if it actually they they go for it and they make it gay. Cause I feel like even if they don't, it's going to be gay regardless. You're right. You just you can't convince me that that's not going to happen. Catherine Hahn's in it. Therefore, it is gay. And Catherine Hahn playing Joe, like already, it's like gay on top of gay. It's a, it's just, that's a lot of gay. I'm so excited. I'm excited too. That's what's happening this week. Back to you, Ellie and Lee. Thanks, Ellie and Lee. And welcome to our 73rd installment of Should Have Been Gay. Oh, 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 it was fun. It was great. But it should have been a little more gay. And in this week's episode, sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. This is going to be so off. And they're always glad you're gay. That was so beautiful. Thank you for that, Lee. You're welcome. I've been waiting years for that. (laughs) Who hasn't been? Whenever we open our own lesbian bar, because, you know, that's probably something we'll do at some point in our lives. Lee just has heard this for the first time today. I'm I'm excited though. I'm You'll have to, to write a theme song for it, except you already sort of did. <laughs> I'll write us a better one, please. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so we're we are here today to talk about Cheers with Sarah Gabrielli and Rachel Carp, who are the creators of Cruising Podcast, a new podcast about the last lesbian bars in America. Sarah and Rachel, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Thanks for having us. Thank you. We are so excited that you're here. Also really excited about your project. So can you tell us a little bit about cruising? You basically went and visited every single lesbian bar in the United States, right? So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So as far as we know, we've been to every single lesbian bar in the U.S. There's like around 20, 21. Yeah, we took a month-long road trip and just kind of banged them all out and also interviewed owners, bartenders, regulars along the way. And we're like making little mini documentaries about all of them. That is so cool. I know it's probably impossible to pick, but what were some of your favorite bars? That's a really good question and a really hard question. We love them all. We love them all for various different reasons. (laughs) They're all your little babies. That's okay. Exactly. But what were some of your, like, what were some of your cool experiences that you had at some of them? I think aesthetically, I personally fit in the best at the San Francisco bar, Wild Side West, which is just a really cool setup. And they have really fascinating decor. They have this backyard garden area with all these little kind of different private nooks and tables. And it's just like, filled with all this art that's mostly like found objects there's like the front of a car there's a toilet seat with plants growing out of it so that's where I felt most at home on the road yeah we both left there and we were like okay this is 
this is probably the coolest that we've been to. Like it, it was like visually it was incredible. It was really, really cool there in San Francisco. And you two both, are you both in New York right now? Where do you? We're in Brooklyn. So you're used to like the New York lesbian bars. Those are like your spots. Yeah. that. So the first two episodes that are out now, we covered Cubbyhole and Henrietta's, which are the two New York City bars. And we talk a little bit about how those were like our first experiences in lesbian bars and kind of motivation for us because we know that we have all these stories at Cubbyhole and all of these foundational memories. And we're like, other people must have those at like every single lesbian bar which is correct of course like everyone's like this was life-changing and like that's what it was for us at cubbyhole as well that's awesome i went to college in new york so i also had very formative experiences at henrietta's and cubbyhole i spent my 21st birthday at henrietta hudson so that was the time oh yeah that must have been incredible i I, like wish i had one there it was amazing (laughs) yeah quite trashy but great i could go on a rant about lesbian bars that's why i'm happy i'm happy yeah here we yeah, love, well, we're happy to rant bar. about it yes that's definitely something we noticed too like kind of smaller cities and states in the south and out west that have more lesbian bars because they need them more than like boston and new york so yeah aren't there like there's multiple in like ohio or something there's right? one in Ohio, but there's um, three in Oklahoma. Yes, Oklahoma. So. And two in Texas. Yeah, those yeah. were the big surprises. What was the difference between the bars in Oklahoma and the bars in New York? <laughs> the big one is that <laughs> is that um, there's smoking inside in Oklahoma, which is was wild. Really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We reeked after we left there. But also, Rachel, I don't know. We haven't talked about this, but I feel like it's so much easier to like meet new people there. I have not made new friends at a gay bar in in New York because it's so crowded and like everyone has like their own little queer community, I feel like. And, and when we were at these other bars, they weren't that they were pretty empty. And like even if we weren't like going up to people with a microphone in their face, they like it seemed like everyone kind of wanted to chat at the bar and that sort of thing. Just less clicky. Yeah, yeah. definitely. More of a universal community feel, I think. Yeah. Is there anywhere that does, because like I know in Boston, there's like gorilla gay bar, right? Is there anywhere that does like gorilla lesbian bars? That's what I, I want to know if that exists. There's a lot of new places that are doing like takeovers. Yeah. Like even yeah. in, even in New York, what's it the called? Woods. Yeah. Like the woods does a takeover yeah. or Dave's, Dave's lesbian bar. Mm-hmm. They're like yeah. trying to open a brick and mortar, but they've been doing a lot of pop-ups. And yeah, there are a ton of pop-ups and, and lesbian parties, which we had to we had to like kind of draw the line somewhere with with cruising in yeah. terms of what spaces we're gonna cover. But we we do also personally love like the woods and Dave's and Yeah. I feel like they must have them, at least in bigger cities. They probably have a bunch of them. Like that's what we were talking to the people in DC about that before they had because they only recently opened the lesbian bar that we covered there and before that it was all parties and pop-ups that sort of thing yeah it's a cool model too that I feel like we've been seeing of like people like hosting events and like taking the money from the events that they're running to like open a brick and mortar space you also get like I don't know like you get a proof of concept of like hey we've hosted all these events all these people want to come to it so like give us the space and like obviously then they have the funding for it I think it's a cool community building concept to create a space like that 
But we could talk about lesbian bars forever. We're going to keep talking about them. <laughs> we need to talk about Cheers. But we're going to talk about the gay version of Cheers, which is basically just a lesbian bar. So let's do it. <laughs> so, Lee, why don't you give okay. us the IMDb synopsis? Let's do it. I'm so ready. So the IMDb synopsis for anyone, any one of our little gaybies listening who might, you know, not actually not know what Cheers is. The synopsis of Cheers is the regulars of the Boston bar Cheers share their experiences and lives with each other while drinking or working at the bar where everybody knows your name. It's a great IMDb synopsis. And I will say, like, it is a very old show. Like, I never watched any of it. Like, I were you alive when it ran, Ellie? So, no, barely. <laughs> like, I was alive for one season. Okay, great. <laughs> like, it's an old show. And I'm not, like, I'm not a, I'm not that young. All right. Like, it's an old show. <laughs> but it, it ran for 11 seasons. Like, it had a pretty long run from 1982 to 1993. So this was a long, long running show. So me and um, Rachel, we we were not we were not alive for a single. We were years away from being alive. Yep. For a, any part of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll talk about our gay synopsis, then we'll talk about our experience with it. But yeah, I just started watching it today for this should have been gay. So like I had not seen any episodes before. But I did find some interesting things about it before we go into our gay synopsis that I feel like ties into gay should a little bit. And that is that Cheers ran for eleven seasons, but it was almost canceled during its first season because it ranked 74th out of 77th of all TV shows. So it's third to last in the ratings for its first season. Also, can we discuss how there were 77 TV shows? <laughs> that's it. <laughs> in 1982, like, yeah. Probably total. And that's incredible. And I love that. As yes, a fact but so it much. was the third worst one, according to ratings. <laughs> And I feel like that just ties like, you know, if it was a lesbian show, it would have been canceled in the first season. But, you know, since it's straight yeah. people at a bar, they kept it going. If it was on Netflix. Come on. It would have been canceled even if it was the number one show on Netflix. Yeah, exactly. And to add to that, a tidbit that I learned while I was researching the show is some say, I don't know how true this is, but that the episode towards the end of the first season called The Boys in the Bar, which was the first episode to feature gay characters and like talk about homosexuality at all in any way um and was a super risky move at the time actually is what like saved the show and got it renewed for another season because not very many people tuned in the night that it aired for the first time but in the next few weeks there was like a lot of hype about the reruns of this like controversial new episode that had gay people on it the gays saved the show even in 90 even (laughs) (laughs) that is like rocked my world I also re- will talk about that episode because I did some research on it as well. And I'm like, it's an interesting one. But before we do that, let's do our gay synopses. Are we ready? All right. I'm going to have Rachel start. What's your gay synopsis? Amazing. Um, okay. My gay synopsis is Cheers chronicles the lives of a multitude of closeted queer employees and patrons as they blunder through their heterosexual relationships at their local neighborhood bar and gradually discover their sexuality. Beautiful. Amazing. Amazing. Beautiful synopsis. I'll go with mine next because mine's a little bit different. Mine's like a reimagining of Cheers if we remade it now, which is the regulars of the Boston bar queers share their experiences and lives with each other and tend to date one another while drinking and working at a lesbian bar where everyone knows you're gay. That's, That's really good. 
That's so good. I would really tune in for a gay cheers. I really think it's about time. Netflix, give us like one or possibly two seasons of it now. Come on. Like it's really about time. Sarah, what's yours? Well, like we're going to popcorn between guests and let's hang out. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I will say this was really difficult because it's like such a heteronormative show. Like this is, anyway, there's a couple of different avenues you could take. Rachel, I respect yours. I almost went that way. Mine is in, (laughs) in the alternate universe where Sam actually does unintentionally turn Cheers into a gay bar at the end of season one. (laughs) All of the Cheers regulars and staff are forced to confront their own queerness when their bar is taken over by the gays, and they must keep the bar afloat despite their mounting sexual tensions. That is (laughs) hilarious. Amazing. Just envisioning the season. Everyone watched season one and then they just get completely tricked into watching like seasons two through 11 as a gay bar. <laughs> listen, listen. You know how there's like this whole like, are we in the Berenstein universe or the Berenstein universe? Like, mm-hmm. I want to live in the universe where that Happened. that version of Cheers aired. That's, that's what I want. How do we hop over into that dimension? <laughs> They're like, yeah, so it's a gay bar now. Sorry, like you can't go back. Like you, you invited the gays in and this is just where we are now. <laughs> They've taken over. I'm here for that. (laughs) I think my gay synopsis, again, as someone who has never seen a single episode of Cheers. So uh, this is my gay synopsis based only on my understanding of the show from hearsay and rumor. Okay. So it's a bar where a bunch of like misunderstood People have, like, a found family where they all kind of messily date each other and, like, on-again, off-again relationships, but still find community in, like, a shared space together, which, like, sounds gay to me, everyone. I don't know. Very gay. I like that you've never seen an episode and you still know it's gay. Yeah. (laughs) It's, I mean, it's, there was no way we were watching all 11 seasons of the show before we did this should have been gay. Sorry, we actually started prepping for this three seasons ago. Yeah, five years ago. I started watching Cheers. (laughs) This is a long con, okay? Not only is it three seasons, but I mean, 11 seasons, but each season has like 27 episodes in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of hours of television. It's like the old school, old school TV seasons, you know. They used to be long, everyone. They used to be long. Have you guys ever done something with more content than this? Like Like with more episodes? Yeah. With more to consume. That's a good question. That is a really good question. We have done TV shows before. I mean, yeah, but Buffy didn't run this long. What else did we do that was a show? We've Um, done like some of the older shows like Laverne and Shirley, I think, ran for a while and we probably didn't watch all the episodes, but I don't know how many seasons. We probably, you say as though there's a question whether or not we we went back and watched the entire run of Laverne and Shirley. (laughs) That was a show that I would watch. Like, I not obviously not in the time frame that it had happened, but no, even Um, Laverne and Shirley is a lot shorter than this. What else did we did we do? I love Lucy. I can't. Yeah, we yeah, done that. You did. I love Lucy. We've done it. Yeah. <laughs> Please, guests, can you tell me what episodes yeah. we have? <laughs> no, you don't even know when. When we were about to do Cheers, I I don't know. There was like something in the back of my mind that was like, "We've done Cheers, haven't we?" And I was like, "No, we definitely have not." Because <laughs> I started watching the show and I was like, "I've never seen the show." <laughs> you so, know, but, you... um, listen, seventy three episodes in, we lose we lose. Track it's okay. Sometimes. It's okay. But I think this is tricky. a good segue into what our experience was with the show because what was our experience so 
let's start with Sarah. What what was your experience with the show? You said you were not alive when it was out, but you guys, okay. Well, first of all, <laughs> make this me sh- feel very old right now, everyone. It's cool. <laughs> this this should be an aside question. Like, we don't need to endorse the show, right? Like that's no, no, that's no, not no. Necessary. It's you don't have all to right. be like, yeah, I love this show to do a should have been gay on it. It's sort of like if you turn yeah. it gay, it changes everything, anyway. Okay, you know? cool, cool, cool. I love the gay yeah. version. Yeah. Listen, we made it through a should have been gay on gold member. We are not gonna okay. <laughs> require everyone to enjoy the things we are talking about. Okay. So, well, I first I had only seen a couple episodes of Cheers, and that is because of the last episode of season one, the boys in the bar. I took a class in college called The Gay 80s, and we had to watch it. So my impression before going in, I was like cheers must have been so progressive like they were like making moves you know they were they were you know doing a lot for the gay community and I was just telling my roommates today like I don't think I've ever watched a show that was more dated like like that held up worse (laughs) than cheers I I actually like listen I feel like I should we should just preface for like all of our listeners If you ever think like, hey, maybe this show that aired in the 80s was like secretly a progressive gem. Probably not. Just (laughs) just like really, really lower those expectations. Okay, friends? It's not. Yeah. It's not going to be up there. I promise you. Well, I've only watched the first two episodes, but like Sam, who's the bartender, is like so misogynistic. No, he's he's like actually a predator. Like. I can't. There are so many scenes because I, I, I didn't know. I thought we were watching the whole thing. I watched like a, a lot. And oh there are so many scenes. There are so many scenes where he's like actually like assaulting women. Like he's actually there's a scene with Kirstie Alley where they're like staying in a hotel room together and he's like pretending to be asleep and just like continuously rolling over and like spooning her and she's pushing him off and like he's snoring and continuing to do that so many scenes where he's like oh yeah let me get you another drink to like loosen you up and that's the joke and the laugh track is like another drink (laughs) like when him and Diane first get together this is the last like complaint I'll have about Sam but he thinks he gets like advice that he should show her who's boss and that will really like she'll be attracted to that he breaks down the oh, sorry it's so insane <laughs> he breaks down the door of her apartment and like picks her up and is like and was like we're going to the bedroom and is like trying to force her to have sex with him and she's like okay and and she like doesn't let him but that's like his like um that's his goal and the laugh track again is like <laughs> crazy wow well they're also like i mean in the second episode that i watched there's like a whole sequence with like every guy at the bar the entire point of the episode is that there's a hot woman there and every single time like the guys are like oh hot girl let me go like stare at her and like be weird and like it's like a fight to like who gets the hot girl basically yes yeah it's bad that happens a lot like if they're every single episode i feel like there's a there's an attractive woman that gets like completely objectified by multiple people at the bar. That's like well, a main hey, plot. Hey, they had to get those ratings up, everyone. Come on. <laughs> oh my god. And half of them are married. Like most of the men at this bar are married. Oh yeah. And like yeah. there even was a scene in the first episode where some guy had his ring. Like he walks out of the door and he like had his wedding ring and he puts it back on and they like show him putting it back on. And I was like, what the hell is going on here? And he was like, got it. He's like swinging a miss. And he put his wedding ring back on. I'm like, what? 
is happening. In today's 1980s edition of Are the Straits Okay? The answer is, of course not. No. <laughs> they never are. Mm-mm. Definitely not. Rachel, what about you? Tell us a little bit about your, what I'm sure will also be really, really positive experience <laughs> with Cheers. I actually think that I enjoyed what I watched of it more than I was expecting to, but the bar was very, very low. I had not <laughs> seen <laughs> any of Cheers, and I was like, this like really straight sitcom that is dated from the 80s like it's there's no way I'm gonna find anything to like about it there it has its moments of being mildly entertaining when it's not being extremely problematic and also I was watching it all through the lens of like trying to find gay things about it which was a super fun exercise even though I knew that my theories would never like I would never be satisfied not not, none of what I found that was gay would ever like come to fruition throughout the 11 seasons but I do feel like anytime you watch a show with a should have been gay lens it just gets better so like it doesn't really matter what the show is but agreed as far as my experience I've sort of said it I watched the first two episodes or maybe two and a half For me, because I'm from Boston, that part was sort of interesting to me. And I was like, okay, I can like feel a little nostalgic. There was a point where like a Yankees fan came into the bar. and There was this whole like brawl with Carla, which also Carla's so fucking gay. But we'll definitely talk about Carla. But agreed. Like I chuckled sometimes. I like Ted Danson as an actor. So I was like, it was interesting to see him young because <laughs> I'm used to like, I feel like I look at Ted Danson and I see him in The Good Place. But yeah, very, very, very dated. Lee? Yeah, I, again, never have still yet to ever watch actually an episode of Cheers. I feel like most of what I know from Cheers comes from the fact that I did watch a lot of Frasier growing up. Frasier was a spinoff of Cheers for anyone who doesn't know that. I feel like a lot of our listeners might also not. I didn't know that. Frasier. Um, well, Frasier started as a character on Cheers, and okay. then the the show itself was like a spinoff. And uh, if my you know experiences of what I remember of Frasier serve as any indication, I have to assume Cheers probably wasn't any better in terms of like very just you know ubiquitous or early '90s, late '80s kind of problematic stuff that has not aged well. And so that's that's what I would expect. But yeah, most of what I know about it is just from, you know, hearing either people talk about it or like hearing stuff that would like come up during a Frasier episode. And then my parents would be like, oh, they're talking about this that happened in Cheers and stuff like that. So that's kind of it. I'm going to be operating purely on uh, rumor. For on this. speculation. Speculation and my own wild guesses. And I'm feeling good about it. I'll I'm be honest. excited for it. So let's talk which character should have been gay. If we're coming at it from the the lens of the closeted gays at the actual Cheers, who's closeted at Cheers? Most of I them. All that, of them. Yeah, I think all of I think all of the customers are. I don't want Sam in my like queer community. I want I he's he can be straight and he's just like a he just bothers the lesbians. Coach like we don't He's he can be straight. He's fine. He's he's but but I think that everyone else, Carla, obviously we talked about. So let's well let's, di- one out let's there. dive in on Carla to start then, because Carla has a lot of um has a lot of gay flags. Like she comes in the first episode, she hates her ex-husband, 
She has a short haircut, which is just like, you know, doesn't have to be gay, but she's wearing like a baseball tee or something. She's very aggressive. Not all, not all gays are aggressive, but like she's very like tomboyish. And she has some like very interesting lines. I wrote a few lines that she said that I'm like, if you think of this as a lesbian saying it, this is from the gay episode, The Boys in the Bar. She says, if guys keep coming out of the closet, there isn't going to be anybody left for me to date and I'm going to have to start dating girls. And it's like, Carla, are you upset about that? Or (laughs) or like it's just just a statement like you're like, okay, I guess I will satisfy that part that I've been hiding. That's what I think on Carla. What else about anything else about Carla? Carla was the character who like never had successful relationships ever. Right. And just kind of always like picked the worst dude, which I feel like is like a good self-sabotaging gay move, right? Of being like, oh, it's not that I like don't want to date men. I just always pick losers. Poor me. I'm just, I guess I'll have to do it again. And like, I don't know. I feel like that, especially at the time, right? Because that's the thing is like a lot of the should have been gays we do too. It's like, I feel like there's different like gay moves you know, by, like, which era you're living in. I feel like that's a good, like, 80s, 80s lesbian move. move. To just, like, consistently end up in, like, horrible relationships with absolute, like, toxic, awful men as an excuse to just, like, not be able to be in a steady relationship. It's like, I, I can't, I guess I can't get married. He left me again. Darn. <laughs> Does everyone know, like, who, I actually, I don't know how to pronounce people's names. Rhea. Rhea. Rhea Perlman. Rhea Perlman. Married to Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito, yeah. And also a a bit of trivia about, like, Carla's love life. She does end up with this, like, hockey player that is really good for her. And then the actor playing the hockey player on, like, some radio show, they asked him what it was like working on Cheers, and he was like, well, I have to kiss Rhea Perlman, so what do you think? And she heard about that and then, like, got him fired off the show, and that's why she, like, doesn't – she doesn't end up with Oh, anyone. my God. <laughs> that is Who horrible. Would, that's amazing. Who would do that? That's so wild. It's so crazy. He's, like, not – he's not, like, a hottie. I, there's no reason for him to be criticizing Rhea Perlman, but – It's also just rude. Wow. She, like So rude. Wasn't, wait, wasn't she in Matilda? Yeah. Right? It's was her she in it? Her and Danny yeah, DeVito, that's and probably yeah. DeVito. Because are the parents. Danny DeVito oh, incredible. produced the Matilda movie. <laughs> yeah. And also, like, not only were they in Matilda, but they are, like, the most famous, I think, like, real-life story of Matilda is how they are just, like, the nicest, best people who, like, took in Matilda during the movie, right? Like, and uh, because her, the actress's mom had cancer at the time or something and so they like basically just like took care of her and like raised her and like the whole- they're supposed to be like the nicest people yeah so. in real life so oh yeah. yeah i thought you were saying that their characters were like the nicest <laughs> no, no, no. They- oh, no 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 women, the, characters, <laughs> the characters are, are yeah the characters the are the people. opposite of that <laughs> the oh, real life people are supposed to be like super super nice yeah I mean, I will say that every single person that I talked to that I mentioned that we were, I was doing this should have been gay episode on Cheers was like, well, there's Rhea Perlman. So, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. that is like That's fair. the response. And I, I, I just do just want to mention her outfits throughout yep. the 11 seasons. 
a lot of polo shirts. There's one episode in the final season that I haven't seen, but I have seen pictures of her in this outfit in this episode in which she is literally wearing a rainbow striped shirt and a black vest over it. So Love it. Yes. I, I don't yes. know how much gayer. Give it to me. You Give can me get. more. <laughs> I need then, to find this uh, Ellie- picture. <laughs> Ellie, I'd also be interested in in your thoughts too because I feel like if we talk about Carla as a character and like that era of time being gay, but like not just I feel like especially with all of the characters in Cheers, it's not just being gay in the 80s. It's like being a gay Bostonian. <laughs> True. In the 80s, right? So you're saying because I'm a gay Bostonian, I can really... I'm saying, but like, because... as a gay Bostonian <laughs> and who also, like, has other my, gay Bostonians yeah, also, in your yeah. family. My like... aunt, so to clarify, for people who do not know my family, <laughs> my aunt is also a gay Bostonian, and she grew up in the 80s, so you're correct. I do have a little bit of, I guess, a, a finger on the pulse of the gay Bostonians through the ages, Lee, if that's what you're yeah, asking. Yeah, can we, I need, we need these insights. To be fair, Carla does remind me of my aunt. I want to pull up, <laughs> I like almost want to pull up a picture of her. Be like, look at her. They have the same like curly hair, a lot of that aggression. Like my aunt would talk about like beating people up a lot. That's a very <laughs> like older Bostonian <laughs> thing to do. I don't know if she ever went to anger management. Carla had to go to anger management in, um, an episode I was watching recently. But yeah, I think there are a lot of similarities. We need to like dig through closet and My, see uh, if yeah. we can find Oh, some, probably some she nice could dress Carla as Carla outfits. like yeah. for Halloween for sure. Oh, like, yeah. She could rock it. <laughs> Mess. Amazing. And what else from Carla? Because Sarah, you watched a million episodes. So what else did you see in the episodes that was one like- One million, yeah. One million episodes, um, yeah. Well, <laughs> I just think that the sexual tension between- Carla and Diane Mm. I feel like is really it very much could be interpreted that way like like she uh Carla is always criticizing Diane like they're kind of at each other's throats very similarly to the way that Sam and Diane are like always bickering and stuff so I'm like we could really reroute this and this could really be all about Carla and Diane there's an episode where Carla plays a prank on Diane and says that one of her kids is Sam's kid. And <laughs> Diane's like really upset about that. And we we tend to assume that that's because of Sam, but Ooh, could be the Carla. other way around. I like it. The twist. There's lots of stuff like that. When when Sam and Diane get engaged, Carla like is in denial and then she like has a freak out. And it's like, again, like we think that's because she like cares about Sam, but she could really have feelings in the other department. Someone somewhere has written this fan fiction, right? I assume AO3 is just bursting at the seams with Cheers, Carla, and Diane fanfic for us. (laughs) And if it's not yet, I expect people are getting started right now. Please do it. Wait, it totally is. I found it. Is it it really? (laughs) I mean, it has to exist. (laughs) It was not that hard to find. This is going to be so much better than me having to ever watch an episode of Cheers. I will just go read all the fan fiction. That'll be great. I had to look it up after you said that she got the actor kicked off the show. Can I read a little bit of what I just discovered about how he left the show? Because it will bring up like a tiny little minor point in the gay column for me. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay, so the the hockey player was named Eddie, and it says Eddie and Carla married in the show's sixth season after it was revealed that Carla was pregnant with twins. They remained together until Eddie was killed by a Zamboni while attempting to save the life of the team's mascot in the eighth season. At the funeral, it was revealed that he had cheated on Carla while away with the ice show that he had joined after being released from the Bruins. So I would just like to say that in terms of how you get the actor that, like, you know, like, just totally shit all over you in an interview, how you get him kicked off the show. Is to get killed by a Zamboni. Yeah, it's pretty Petty AF. And we know the gays love petty. So, like, I am here for it. Love this. Love, love the ending of that story. What a queen. What a Boston demise. (laughs) Killed by a Zamboni. Oh, incredible. Yeah, that's a lot. There was another quote that I had from Carla that I also like. I just feel like she's always like talking to the people, to the regulars at the bar and like giving them advice on their love lives. But like giving them advice about women, like here's what women like or like what women want or here's the type of women you're like, you shouldn't date. And you're like, you know too much about this, Carla, and you're too invested in like these rules about dating women. So she says, there's no fun in dating pretty girls. You can't eat Italian because they're always on diets. You can't take them to a hockey game because they'll get hit by a puck. There were like a few other things in between, but she very much like acts like she has experience dating these women. <laughs> she's like, man, they never want Italian. Yeah, hot she's girls. like, I'll oh, tell you oh what. yeah, hot girls. Whenever I'm dating a hot girl, they don't want to go to the <laughs> hockey games with me. And you're like, Carlo, are you telling on yourself? Like, she, she tells on herself, I feel like, a lot. But yeah, Carla is quite gay. What about the other regulars at the bar? You think Norm's Frasier, gay? come on. It has to be said. Someone has to say it, right? Wait, is, is Fraser not gay? Well, that, right? He's literally not. <laughs> He's, He's not. not. No, it's so weird. But that's the thing. But it's like, for, for a character who went on to have a successful spinoff where, like, the endless running nonstop gag of Frasier as a show. I mean, like the whole show is based on like, isn't it funny that this guy and his brother are not gay despite every indication otherwise? Like that's that's it. That's Frasier in a nutshell. It's like, sure, he has a talk show and when whatever. But like mostly it's like, oh my God, he likes good food and wine instead of a beer. He must be gay and yet somehow he just keeps wanting to date women. Like that's so just make him gay. Just I thought Frazier was gay already, so I'm just like not surprised by that. <laughs> he is he is not supposed to be gay, but listen, as far as other characters who I know nothing about but will draw all of my information. I'm so excited for, seen, for this. From what I've seen of Frazier is that Frazier also has well I they must be married at some point on Cheers. I don't know. But Lilith, who's his ex wife on Frazier is also like a, a more repeated character I think in Cheers and again like I you could make a successful argument I think for Fraser and Lilith being each other's beards right because like Fraser, pretty gay Lilith is like the quintessential like stuck up ice queen stuffy like very kind of like frigid and unpleasant to all men everywhere you know Come on, that's that's a beard beard relationship right there. The first episode that Lilith is in in, in Cheers, she it has her you know like stuck up like buttoned up aesthetic, and mm-hmm. Diane tries to help her like gives her a makeover to be more to like try and woo Fraser and be like more femme, and then Fraser's like I don't like I don't care about that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like the two of them like. 
there's no doubt in my mind. There's Lilith? actually no doubt. Like Lilith not even does love a power suit. Like she loves a blazer. Yeah. Not even not even in this alternate universe that we're talking about. Like literally in the actual Cheers original Cheers. Like they're both gay and they they'll realize it eventually. <laughs> but they they actually have to be. You know. <laughs> they have to be. Yeah. They have to be. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. That's not even a stretch. Like at all. But you think Norm is also gay? I would say Norm, Norm and Cliff are are definitely gay. Uh, oh, they're they're in love. They're, they're in love. Norm. Yeah. So for one, Norm hates his wife. He he says in like every episode, he complains about his wife constantly. That's like the his whole bit is that he doesn't want to have to spend time with his wife. And then he also obviously has like a lot of this internalized homophobia going on that kind of all comes to a head in the boys in the bar episode, which ends with the two gay guys kissing him on each cheek. And that's the last frame of the episode. And they never talk about it again. So in the queer alternate universe, I think what we'd all like to see is like the rest of that scene play out. And, and Norm is like, oh yeah, I'm gay. And now I'm going to have a relationship with this man that just kissed me on the cheek. Cause I've discovered myself that doesn't happen. But I do definitely think that Norm and Cliff have this bromance romance thing going on like they spend so much time together they're best friends cliff moves into norm's house with him at one point just that's it doesn't get gayer than that plus can you imagine if that had been the first gay representation because like cliff would have been a great like 80s bear on tv right like what a world to live in groundbreaking wait what were you gonna say sarah about norm and cliff oh that there is an episode where they have like a third friend. I don't remember who is je- who is jealous and who has the friend, but there's like a third friend that's hanging out in the bar and the other the other guy is like all pissed that they have another they have another guy around. Also, I was just watching a scene where Diane's leaving for Europe and she like says bye to Cliff and Norm and she's like like she's like, Aren't you guys gonna like I've been waiting I'm waiting for like a kiss goodbye? And they're both of them are like, Oh, okay, and they kiss each other instead. On the lips. I have to imagine they didn't. I can't remember. <laughs> I feel like that would have been a crazy lot for like eighties TV. Right? That would have been insane. Yeah. That would have like shut down the cable network. <laughs> and, but then also, there's one episode where Cliff makes a joke about some sort of like magazine that he had that had like nude male sculptures in it, and he and everyone's like, "Why did you have that?" And he's like, "Uh, just like for the the pictures. They're just like nice to look at." And that, and it was like literally the joke that he was gay, but they don't talk about it again. I mean, that's also like when you have these shows in the 80s, like that's the only way that they talk about gay shit is by joking about it, which is like really frustrating, right? Where you're just like, they might have actually, like, I don't know if they kiss on the lips, but like when we talked about like, Laverne and Shirley is not in the 80s, but when we talked about Laverne and Shirley, there's a kiss between Laverne and Shirley. And it's like they kiss, but it's like a joke, right? Like anytime like any characters have like gay moments, it's always played off as like, oh, that's hilarious because like that could never happen. But it's like, Mm -hmm. no, they're together. In Roseanne, they have the first lesbian kiss on like primetime TV or something like that. And it is it's like um, there's a laugh track after it. And it's like someone's girlfriend kisses Roseanne and Roseanne's like and then. Yeah, it's just it's all comedy. Yep. It's all for. the. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. 
Get 15% back at hundreds of stores. And it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Laughs. Let's actually talk. I want to dig more into the boys in the bar because that's like their big gay episode. So what do we think about that episode in general? Sarah, you were like, you learned about it in your class. Like, what did you guys talk about when you talked in your class about this episode? I mean, I think I, I feel like we kind of talked about the context of it and it being I, I don't think that it's the first I, I don't know the actual like record that it broke, but I, I it's something along the lines of like the first openly gay character on a show or something like that. And we we did critique a lot. I mean, like we were just saying it's like the gays are the butt of the joke and the throughout the entire episode and like the homophobia from the regulars and stuff is the butt of the joke but at least for like I feel like that I understand that that is like you couldn't have a serious I, I just don't think anyone would consume at that time or most people wouldn't consume a like serious respectful episode like that and I I'm interested to know I don't know if anyone's done more research into this like why what is the story of the writers or like the people that decided to make this episode? Have you guys looked into that? Like, why did they do this? I was reading a little bit about, I'm not sure what the like initial inspiration behind the episode was, that I was reading a little bit about how like, there was a, a lot of pushback from the kind of the network about airing this episode. And it was like the creative team and actually like the cast of the show that really like fought for the episode to, to happen and to air and were like, I guess, passionate about, I think it was kind of like the most representation that they could get passed by the network. Yeah, I think too, when I was reading, it was because one of the LA Dodgers, Glenn Burke, came out. And so they were like doing it to like be relevant to some things that had happened in like the media or like that had happened in like the general pop culture. 
And so that's why, like, when they wrote the episode, it was about, like, one of Sam's friends who came out. And, like, what would that be like for this, like, macho dude running a bar to have his friend come out? And, like, how are, how are they going to get over, like, the homophobia? Because that clearly is, like, the big thing, right? Like, most of the bar regulars were like, we don't want the gays in here. Like, they're going to turn this bar gay and, like, turn all of us gay. And you're like, that's, like, not. And there's, like, a few people who are, like, the voice of not homophobia right like diane who's like can you guys not be bigots but like generally it's like told through the lens of like oh it'd be horrible if cheers turned into a gay bar and that's like would it actually be that bad no then we would have seasons two through 11 and they'd be fucking awesome (laughs) yeah yeah but even even just to like do as like a staying relevant with the times episode like that is a ballsy move for a show in its first season in like and i mean the early 80s at this point like that's wild yeah and it's also like i was reading a little bit about this um surrounding that episode as well like it's 1982 1983 it's like the beginning of the aids epidemic and there's so much ignorance and misinformation surrounding like there are still like everyday people walking around thinking that like you can catch aids from like being in the same room or like touching a gay person and so like that's the world into which this episode is being aired and it's obviously like super problematic and super dated today but I do think like at the time at the end of the day it was pretty progressive and it was a, a pretty ballsy move and the ta- the the takeaway at the end of the episode is that sam realizes it like comes to his senses and puts his foot down and is like no cheers is for everyone like we can't kick the gay people out so yeah which like ultimately is like this is a space for everyone and it probably was i mean i'm sure it was really accurate to what the way that people would have reacted to that sort of thing at that time and honestly like still might in some Boston pubs if a bunch of gay people started if if they had the risk of becoming a gay bar like that's not really that out of the realm so that's also sort of like I come to peace a little bit with the homophobia in it because it's like they're trying to reflect reality yeah for sure Mm -hmm. I mean because yeah like those like macho Boston men are definitely like yeah (laughs) uh gonna have a certain way that they're talking about all of the gay stuff it's also funny though given that like I mean Cheers I feel like still now like even people who have never people like me who have never watched an episode where it's like there is still like a like a mythology around Cheers you know where it's like people know the song people kind of know what it's about people like know where you can go and find like where are the bars that have been like turned into the Cheers bars in various cities and stuff like that like it's still wild to me that like that idea of like the value and importance of like here is my bar with my people and like my regulars and my space that it's like we still are dealing with like straight people who can't understand like why aren't gay bars for me in 2021 and you're like come on people we can we can understand this (laughs) like it's not that hard to wrap our heads around like you made a whole 11 seasons of a show devoted to like literally just that idea yeah and yet here we are yeah i do think that even for people who haven't really seen any of Cheers, Cheers the Bar is kind of 
this like cultural reference point of the quintessential neighborhood bar. Like I cannot tell you the number of people that we met on our trip, like regulars at their local lesbian bar who said like word for word, this is my cheers and I'm Norm. Like literally, oh my God. No, literally, 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 they like, really said like you had a lot of norms. Multiple. Had, I would say three, three norms, and then maybe like fifty percent of bars. At least someone said this is like cheer. It's the queer cheers. I love Which, that. Yeah, and I like that. Really, nor like no other characters, just norm. Well, because Norm's character trait is the regular there. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and he the- walks in, and everyone's like, "Hey, Norm!" So that that's the. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 yeah. That's that's the like the character type that they're going for. Yeah. Were any of the people working there like I'm Carla? Oh my god, they- no. <laughs> That'd be funny that. though. That'd be well, so funny. There's like another. I know you don't want Sam to be gay, but there's another stereotype of lesbian that I feel like Sam fits into, even though it's problematic, and that is that like lesbian bartender who like thinks she's hot shit and can get anyone she wants. And so, like, there is, like, there are a lot of misogynistic lesbians out there. Not saying that's okay, but, like, I can envision that type of bartender as, like, a queer woman who just, like, really, like, flirts with every person at the bar, has slept with, like, all of the regulars, like... And that I guess is... someone who just played a gay bartender is this, uh... Did this inform No, that is not... <laughs> <laughs> no, that is not... That's not Jamie, but that is... Like, there are... I know that I know the type. I know the type. I've seen <laughs> yeah. him. For seen sure. him out. In the Queer Cheers remake, I definitely think Sam it should be a, a woman. A womanizing oh, woman. Oh, for sure. For sure. But like maybe like just slightly less, you know? The Sam bartender still like ask for consent for all the women they're hitting on. You know what I mean? Like they're just like constantly hitting on women, but they're still like, "But are you into this?" And if you are, then I'm going to like double down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. rather than the, like, I'm going to break into your house and carry you to the bed. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, that with consent. Good. Like, they'll, like, call before, and they're like, I'm coming over. I'm going to carry you into bed. <laughs> We're going to okay? role play. Yeah, like, is that okay with you? <laughs> See you soon. <laughs> And then we're like, yes, we're here for this. Or it's like, I mean, not the Shane because Shane is so problematic, but it's like the Shane archetype. It totally is. It is. Yeah, Yeah. it's the Shane. It's the Shane archetype. So hard. Yeah, I cannot with the hair. I mean, even that haircut, like you don't have to change what Sam looks like. Just like, you know, that swoopy haircut. It'll work. And and his shirts. He has the best shirts. So... Those what are some I... of your favorite Sam shirts? Did he also wear a rainbow shirt? No, but he wears a lot of like colorful, um, like rugby style shirts with like the collar and the three buttons. He had one that is like white and purple that I would, I would love to own. That's my most recent favorite. <laughs> that is a very queer outfit. The yeah. like three button down. That's like, that's very gay. I feel like I'm glad I I don't want to go back and watch it now because I feel like Sam is going to really disappoint me for how much I love Ted Danson. Yeah, I think I'm not that's... sure if I want to go back. You shouldn't. I would not recommend it. Okay, good. <laughs> don't. Yeah, I feel good about this. Just keep Ted Danson how he is in your mind. I'll though. just rewatch The Good Place. I'll, it's better yeah, yeah, yeah. that way. It I do definitely. remember him talking about like in a more recent interview how different he was from the character of Sam, and he wasn't even. I didn't even know at the time. I didn't realize in the interview like that that Sam was so problematic. But as far as just like being 
sort of outgoing and smooth talking and a womanizer. He was like, I'm literally so shy. I'm not like him at all. So that gave me a little, a little bit. Of I, mean, yeah, a little. I can buy it because I think Ted Danson is a fantastic actor. So I'm just, this is, I'm just going to create my own little reality where this is all real and I'm happier this way. Hasn't he also been married to his wife for like a really long time? Mary Steenberger. Yes. Oh, Bergen. Yeah. Yes. Who yeah. we love from Happiest Season, even though we hate Happiest Season. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> She's very good in that. Yeah. She's great in everything. But they're very cute. Because they're also in, the two of them are in Curb Your Enthusiasm. They play themselves. It's ridiculous. But yes. All right. So who else at the bar is gay? So if we reimagine Sam as our gay bartender, we have Carla super gay. What about Diane? I know you talked about Carla and Diane. But like Diane herself, what do we think of her as a queer character? I think there's a very strong case to be made for Diane as a bisexual. She went to Bennington College. She definitely case she definitely experimented. And I like Sarah was saying, like, I do think there's a lot of sexual tension between Carla and Diane, and it goes both ways. I have a couple quotes from Carla that I I mean from Diane that I wrote down talking to Carla in like season one and two. At one point Carla says, what's the big deal? You want some excitement? You pay a sexy woman to jump out of a cake. And Diane is like walking by and she goes, or if you want to save a little money, you could get Carla to do it, which I think is just pretty loaded. (laughs) (laughs) I'm finding this fanfic. I'm on a mission now. Listen, these have to be out there. It's right there. It's low hanging fruit. Someone has written this for me. Diane also like in the first episode, I was just so struck by the fact that Like, her whole thing in the first episode is that she's engaged to this man, and she's about to get married to him, and he leaves her for his ex-wife, like, the day they're about to get married. That entire storyline to me was so gay. That was, like, the, like, queer person who's like, yeah, that's my ex, but, like, and they're they're like, oh, yeah, like, we never talk, but, like, you know, I'm just going to go clear the air with her. And then, like, two days later, they're like, so we got back together. And you're like, what the hell? Like And so, like, that was a very queer um, interaction. But I also feel like that was, like, her first queer relationship. And she was, like, that just got her real jaded, right? She jumped straight into it. She was, like, this person's so worldly and amazing. And she jumped right into it. And she was, like, let's get married. And then, like, her working at Cheers is her, like, figuring out all of her shit from square one. Yeah. She's like, the best thing to do now, work at this gay bar, this lovely gay bar that I've stumbled into. And <laughs> exactly. I'm not really figuring my shit out. <laughs> exactly. She's like, and I'm going to find new queer friends and I'm going to date the hot queer bartender because like, what else would I do? That's Diane. Also, she le- what season did she leave the show? Because she's not in it for the whole thing, right? Five. The end of five. They broke up. Yeah. Yeah. What she, happened between oh, it's, Sam it's, and it's Diane? Actually, tell it's us insane. the story. Okay, no, that last season, I actually can't, could not even tell you what was going on with them because it was so weird. Like, he propo- at the end of season four, he proposes to her. How much she, of this she, show did you watch? I did jump around, but I would say a total of three seasons. 
Um, I'm so impressed. <laughs> okay, so he proposes to her. She says no. Then she proposes to him. He says no. And then she just decides, like, okay, I'm going to get you to say yes eventually. She spends, like, a lot of that se- last season just, like, talking to Sam, like, referring to their wedding. And he's like, we're not together. And she's like, so when we get married, like, should we do this? It's so strange. And, th- and there's, like, lots of times where they, like, get together and then they're, like, they fight again in that last season. Eventually she has to choose between her writing and marrying Sam because she cannot do both. So she chooses her writing. She can't do both because misogyny or what? Because how is she going to do that if she settles down? She becomes a mom. You can't right. do both. So, so yes. yeah, misogyny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's so, yeah. what it is. <laughs> yeah. Understandable. I mean, also what you just said, he proposed to her, she proposed to him. Double proposal. Classically gay move. Classic gay. <laughs> <laughs> Lee, did you do a double proposal? We did not do a double proposal officially, no. Sort of. What What did you do? I, I, why do I not know the story? Um, It is wild that you don't know the story. Or maybe I actually. do and I just have the brain of an elephant. <laughs> Are elephants? Do elephants have long-lasting Wait, brains? Long-lasting memories? Elephants oh, no, goldfish. have very long memories. Okay, goldfish. Yeah. Have very short memories. We did a agreement that we would get engaged at some point, but that she would propose because I am far less patient. You've known me a long time, Ellie. Oh, I do know the proposal story. (laughs) Yes. It would be better if we waited until she was ready and she proposed. Because you would have just jumped the gun. I would have been like, let's do it now. You want to just get married now? Let's Mm. just do it. Yeah. Okay. Also very gay. But I was just curious. I was just curious. <laughs> but I remember the story now. So I won't tell it again, but I remember the story. But yes, double proposal. Cape Cod, right? You were in Cape Cod? Gay culture. We were in Cape Cod. Yeah, yes. okay, now I remember it. On Cape Cod? She's back. On Cape, Cod. <laughs> on Cape Cod. On Cape. I've just never been able to bring myself to say it. I don't in also. Cape Cod. In down, Cape Cod? Down the Cape. Yes. Yeah. That's what I say. <laughs> Really? I literally, for all of our yeah. listeners, I literally just made my arm in the shape of shape. Cape Cod. Oh, yeah. I understood. We were in Sandwich, Massachusetts. Which part okay. of the Cape are you on? Here, here. Tell me. Not not very far, but yeah. Sandwich Sandwich is pretty close to Boston still. Yeah, yeah. Right over the bridge. I yeah. know it. I know it. Well. We're, we're aware. <laughs> no. For all Massachusetts people here besides Lee. But close I lived there for a very long time, okay? Yeah, but you weren't born here. I wasn't. That's true. Honorary. Honorary. Back to the gay at hand. Before we go to which characters are we shipping, because there's lots of different combinations we've talked about, any other moments of cheers that you were like, this was super gay? I know you have notes. And I want to okay. make sure. I don't want to get the notes to waste, you know? This is not gay in the sense of, like, my experience of being gay, but... When Diane and Sam break up, like around season three, Diane goes to a mental hospital. And I just felt that that was maybe somehow related to her being gay. Okay, so you think she's like dealing with some internal trauma and she was like, I need to check myself into this facility because I'm dealing with this trauma from my queer relationship or I'm dealing with like my own sexuality. No, I think it was like related to the time, like early 1980s, like, and she is questioning her sexuality and then and she gets she checks herself into the mental hospital because she's like I'm clearly crazy because I think that I like women and that's why she broke up with Sam 
Mm-hmm. All right, I can vibe on that. Is this when she dates Fraser? That's how she meets Fraser. Yeah. Okay. Because I also oh, feel yeah. like I could see that being like a great like chaotic bi character move to like date your therapist. Like that's that's some like L word shit right there. Oh yes. yeah. PSA Rachel? friends, do not date your therapist. <laughs> don't date your <laughs> therapist. Would not recommend. Don't do it. I was just gonna say Diane also in like the first or the second season talks about how she used to throw Renaissance poetry parties or something like that in college which feels a little gay and then she yeah. goes on to say that she she always there were costume parties and she always dressed up as dr faustus because that was her favorite and dr faustus is very gay and that's just a very gay thing to do so i do have a lot of friends who are like very obsessed with renaissance fair like queer <laughs> friends so and it's just like you know halloween gay christmas like Dressing up as something that, like, feeling like you can be someone else for the day. Very gay. Yeah. I bet you there was just a bunch of queer women on those poetry readings. 100%. Bennington was also no longer a women's college, but had just recently become a co-ed college uh, at the time. We know about women's colleges, right, Lee? I think you know what's going on there. (laughs) We all know what's going on at women's colleges. Come on. A very specific choice. (laughs) <laughs> to go to a women's college. It's also, look, again, I haven't seen the show, but here's my impression of Diane, which is that it is, again, one of these characters who, like, only exists. You love it, Ellie. You love when I do this. I know. It's just, like, you're you're just hilarious because you're so, like, if I cut out having seen the show in the edit, people will be like, yeah, Ellie's seen the show. Like, you're so, like, confident. I am confident. But keep saying what Listen. you're saying. Keep saying what you're saying. <laughs> This is how I get by at work, okay? You just got to sound like you know what you're talking about. So, it's a very impressive skill. <laughs> as as someone who has seen every single episode of Cheers, I just really feel like Diane, to me, sounds like every one of those characters, especially in this era of TV, where like they only exist as defined or consumed by or in relation to the men around them, right? And for us, every time we watch all of these with our our wiser, gayer eyes, you're always like, wow, you know, an easy, like, surefire go-to way to make that character more interesting to me is, like, take out the men and just make them gay. (laughs) Just make them gay and, like, actually write a character and, like, give them a personality and a story of their own, preferably where they're gay. That's just, that's what I feel like Diane would be for me if I actually watched the show, is a character who just is is a shell of a human who is there for like the male gaze or let me have a bad relationship with one of you over and over again to like create drama in the show. I'm over it. Make them gay. For those of you who have watched more of the show, do you, <laughs> do, do you agree that Diane doesn't doesn't have a lot of purpose besides the men? I, I think that something that actually is kind of lesbian about her is that she like puts the men in their place. And I feel like, I don't think I agree. I don't think I agree. Wow. I, think I mean, I have seen so much of this show and it is wild to me that I could So we're just be we're wrong. just having like this is just two people having an educated debate about something that we both <laughs> yeah, know a lot both about. Know so much about. Yeah. As the two premier experts on cheers, cheers. in yeah. the world. Yes. <laughs> we can agree to disagree, sir. It's fine. It's okay. That's fine. I'm okay with- <laughs> That's fine with me. For your yeah. character analysis of a character you've never seen. I love it. <laughs> So, Rachel, which um, which side are you on? I think I agree with you, Sarah, that she does. She has a, a fine, decent amount fine. of agency. Wow. But 
I will say, I I mean, I, I agree that it would be a way more interesting show if you took all the men out of her relationships. Like, those are boring. <laughs> yeah. Bad. And it's actually what is, like, kind of similar to what you're saying is that she still does give in to Sam in the end, which makes no sense. And then her storyline is about her relationship with Sam, who just treated her shittily for however many years, like – that she does, like, give in to them. And actually, everyone gives in to Sam in the end with, in, with, like, no logic behind it at all. Listen, I would be shocked to discover that my analysis based solely on skimming the fandom.com uh, <laughs> description <laughs> of her character could be anything but the truth. I'm wild, so shocked. Wild I'm so uh, shocked accusations well. right here. You should just cut this. Go back to what Lee said and then just, like, let that roll. <laughs> yeah, 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 let it go. Let it go. Oh, no. This has to stay in. <laughs> no, it's missing. It but... <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is the the page does have an awful lot about men more so than I learned anything about her as a character. Mm. But I think that's also just like what it like if you think of like any show in the 80s, like like the the female characters are like even if they have like their own personality and like that personality is like let me tell the men off, like still their storylines tend to weave around like who they're dating more so than like what they're doing. But I like that like Diane chose her career over a man Mm -hmm. so good for her feminist icon (laughs) yeah i mean i do think that cheers was doing like as problematic as it was like was doing some interesting things for the time which is why people have like still still talk about it and love it I, i have one final question for everyone which is just like let's say we're not talking about cheers we're talking about a remake of cheers that's gay what are especially from like you all going to all these lesbian bars, who are, like, the types of characters that you came across? Like, what what are the t- the archetypes you think would exist in a queer Cheers? Okay, so you've got the first character that comes to mind for me is, like, we actually met, like, multiple people that were like, oh, yeah, everyone calls me daddy around here. <laughs> yep. So. Yep. <laughs> Sounds like right. that sort of, um... Like, I don't even know how, what else to say. It's, like, butch, and you, like, are, like, buying drinks for everyone, and you, like, and you're, like, always, you're always there. That's, like, that would be maybe the norm, is, like, is, like, a Norm a is a gay daddy. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Rachel, what, do you have any, do you have um, any to add? You definitely have your, your one token straight person who's just an ally who, like, <laughs> yes. works oh, at yeah. the bar. Yes. Because... They feel yeah. passionately about the LGBTQ community. My question, though, is, like, do they come out yeah. eventually? Like, are these actually straight? Or are they just, like, a straight person who loves hanging out with? It depends on how many seasons the show lasts for. <laughs> true. True. <laughs> on the Netflix run, seasons. they do not come out. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. In the first season, they won't Maybe come the out. Showtime reboot. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Got it. Got it. <laughs> and then yeah. I think you have your, like, your, like, softball lesbian that like is like always hitting up the pool table and like this is basically I'm describing our third producer who's not here right now Jen (laughs) that like just like the I I describe her like this in the podcast like the hype man that's like pumped to be there and like get it and is like super competitive about like pool and darts and that sort of thing and then you have you you have your bar owner who is almost always 
like a, an elder queer who has like a lot of good stories and uh, is a parental kind of figure for the bar and the community and um, what else? What tough other... love. They have tough love. Yeah, tough love. They always long have time, tough love. Long time partner, like partnered for a long time. Um... You all know Lisa from Henrietta's, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like that's yeah. exactly who I envision. Like that is like my archetype of like a queer bar owner. She's like so like. This she's an my... amazing character. It's she's like, an incredible it's character. Yeah. I'm like, who wild. gave us the gift of your voice? Like literally. Yes. <laughs> yeah like thank you <laughs> hey girls welcome yeah. back to henrietta's we love having you here <laughs> that was pretty You're good like, what is happening <laughs> ellie who would you who would you add who's your who would you um, put in the bar oh my god um well you have to have a dj mm. like you have to have like the the queer music person right mm-hmm. you definitely have to have the dj I feel like you have to have, like, a small group of baby gays. Mm-hmm. Like, they always come in a pack. Like, it's not one baby gay by themselves, right? It's, like, three baby gays that come every week all together. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, constantly, like, oh, like, trying to, like, hook up with someone random. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, every time you see them, they're just, like, they're they're chaos. Just, like, pure chaos. This, like, little ball of three that are, like, basically, like, I don't want to say the mean girls because they're not mean, but like that kind of like vibe of like that like trio of friends who have their own personalities, but also like are so much a unit. Mm-hmm. We love the baby gays. <laughs> I'm like, that would be me in college. <laughs> There's also like a maybe a random straight older male off of the street that comes Who's in surprised? every single day. Oh, who oh, comes yeah. in every single day. We That was like a couple places there they're like oh well we do have a regular here it's like this army guy sitting at the bar who knows if he knows where he is or not but there's that yeah he's there though and he's 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 hanging i know there's always there's so many different types of characters you could have and there could be some like oh it'd be such a good show you could also have like so many different types of episodes where like random like things happen and certain characters come in i mean obviously you have a pride episode Halloween episode like there's so many like big gay events that you could like surround episodes I want to pitch a recurring character for our show Ellie is the uh gay moms who never go out anymore but they just like occasionally like just you know every... <laughs> so you're the gay mom <laughs> yeah every like five ten episodes they get like a babysitter for the night and like they get to show up oh the and bar. they go wild actually that's a great mm. episode the gay moms go wild yeah that's and then, so yeah, good. Your entire like gay mom group comes out for the night, and then like there's all all sorts of chaos ensues too, because like you're getting phone calls from the babysitter. One of you, we can't like, handle more than pumping, one drink anymore. Pumping you their know. breast milk in the corner, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely get way too drunk. Like they've oh, yeah. they've lost all sense of their limits. Yes, one hundred percent. Listen, it happens. Okay, <laughs> and. The Queer Cheers really is a, a perfect vehicle for, like, a slew of holiday special episodes because something else that we heard from, like, a lot of bars is that, like, they're open on Christmas, they're open on Thanksgiving, they're open on Easter, like, all the holidays, and it's, like, a big thing for folks that don't necessarily have, like, families to be with and celebrate with. Like, a lot of these bars do, like, Thanksgiving dinner, Christmas dinner, like, stuff like that, so for oh, the show. I, love that. I know, that just gave me chills, God 
damn it. <laughs> it's so cute. And I do love that. That, yeah, you could really, like, really emphasize, like, the found family even more of, like, not because Norm hates his wife and doesn't want to go home, but, like, literally these people don't have families that support them. The This is their family. Mm-hmm. Okay, how Cheers. do we option the flame into a, a running series, Ellie? Come to on. be fair, we can definitely do that, Lee. We'll talk later. But <laughs> <laughs> for sure it needs to be made. I just wish that – I really do wish that there was – a gay bar show like why isn't there Has yeah there it would been? actually be really good it would actually be so good it'd be really I, good i don't know if they're should i look it up uh yeah. listen we had don denbo and her lover cindy and i think that right now that's the best we can ask for i guess you're right like the l word has the planet and has she bar oh my god yeah. don denbo <laughs> wait rachel tell them who was it that we saw on our trip that we met was oh. it Don Denbo and her lover Cindy? <laughs> no, it was um, Jacqueline Tobani. Is that who you're talking about, Sarah? From oh, yeah, the yeah, L yeah. word person that we met. Yeah, that L word. The re- the L word reboot. Yeah. What bar? Yeah. What bar was she at? It just, wasn't at a bar. It wasn't a bar. We were just at a cafe in in L. A. And we were like, we have to talk to her. We have to give her our card. So I like cornered her in the bathroom, and I was like. Hey, this is our card. I, it also helps <laughs> that I, I don't watch the reboot of the L, L word. So I was like actually more chill than that. I, and I was just like, I gave her a card now. It's like, you could give us a follow. Like I could give you a follow, blah, blah, blah. And then and you're like, she, I know you need follows too. Like, yeah. 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 Like you would love to have this like small podcast follow you. Um, And and she was so she, she gave us a lot. Like she gave me like recommendations for places to see in, in the rest of our trip, which is going to be like the southern states after that and she seemed excited about it but didn't follow us so uh, uh, that was real i know that's okay it still sounds really nice yeah it was cool i'm like gay people are the best but you know sometimes they're not but most of the time they are <laughs> i just don't want to be like blanket statement all gay actors are amazing but every person mm-hmm. i feel like every any actor we've met has been pretty awesome so which characters are we shipping so I'll start. Um, I want to ship Cliff and Norm. And their ship name is... I'm really excited for this. Norf. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Otherwise, I feel like Clorm sounds really weird. Yeah, it's not a lot of good options there. I don't know their last names. So I don't I know any of their last else. names. I was just realizing this. Yeah. Sarah, uh... who do you ship? I know you have a very intense intense ship that we've talked about oh yeah so so you've got your you've got your diane and carla and that's just got to be darla yep done brings up brings up memories of the little girl from finding nemo with the fish tank oh i was gonna say buffy but like whatever your darla association is (laughs) works both what about you rachel top ship yeah it's it's carla and diane for me as well and darla ultimately i think is the ship name but yeah. um, if if we're going last names, I would say Chartelli is a close second Ooh, for that's me. That's a good one. <laughs> that is a good one. Lee, how about you? We haven't talked about it at all, but I'm just going to throw it out there because I know uh, no, none of these characters. So I'm going to say Lilith and Carla. Diane. Oh, 
Or Lilith and Diane. I could go either way. I don't really well, care. I just Lilith like and Lil- a woman. Yeah. Lilith yeah, and Diane yeah. had their makeover, like had their basically like popular. Oh, that's true. Their they wicked did have moment. The makeover. So I will say Lil I would say Lilith and Diane. Lillian. Lillian. Yeah, let's do that. Let's go with that. That's my that's my new ship, you know? Cool. No Sam shippers. Sam is out of all the ships. <laughs> Goodbye, Sam. Bye. Sorry. We ship Ted Danson with his in real life wife. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. One other thing. I just have to say this. I I was just saw my notes. There was a sequence of Sam and Diane both slapping each other back and forth. And it was just comedy. And they were both (laughs) slapping each other. That's it. And you're saying that. Just crazy. That's I'm just saying that Sam 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 needs to be canceled immediately. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) I cannot with this. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I think we can all agree. Cheers. Should have been gay. Should have been gay. It's time for our Q and gay. Are you ready? Q. 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 And. Gay. All right. So question number one. Do you have a local gay or lesbian bar? Yes or no? We we can yes. answer the same thing, which is that Ginger's, the Brooklyn bar, just reopened. Rachel knows more about that than I do. I don't, I yes. don't have a ton of information, but yeah, gin, I'm like walking distance from Ginger's in Brooklyn. It just reopened this week after being closed for the whole pandemic. So we're really Amazing. excited about that. Amazing. Um, and Cubbyhole and Henrietta's as well. So many. You're so lucky. I know. Question two. Who was the gayest character on Cheers out of A, Carla, B, Fraser, C, Norm, or D, Cliff? Okay, ready, Rach? One, two, <laughs> three. Fraser. Carla. Carla. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I, I like answers. that you both had a different A answer. plus yeah. work, everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Question number three. How many gay slash lesbian bars have you visited? A, zero to four. B, five to nine. C, 10 to 15. Or D, 16 plus. D. 16 plus, baby. Truly <laughs> Incredible. impressive. Snaps for that. <laughs> Question four. Very important. Have you read any Carla Diane fanfic? Yes or no? <laughs> I haven't, but that's just right now. I, ask me again tomorrow. Not yet. I'm going to add a not yet option. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> yeah, not yet, but I know what I'm going to do after I get there off There you soon. go. got to find it. We like the initiative. All right. Question number five. What do you order at the bar? A, beer, B, margarita, C, shots, or D, water? Should I expose myself, Rachel? Do it. Yeah, expose yourself. I mean, on our trip, I was D. I was a hard <laughs> D. I did a lot of like sober interviewing and then smoking on the patio and I, I was still limiting my my intake. That's honestly smart. Good for you. <laughs> I'm a I did a lot of non-alcoholic beer and mezcal margaritas depending on Very the mood. Nice. Um on the trip nice. at least. Yeah. As you all know, you can answer our Q&A questions on our Twitter. Thank you so much, Rachel and Sarah. This was an absolute blast. Thank you for hanging out with us and talking all kinds of cheer should have been gay. Thank Thank you so much for having us. Thanks for having us. This was so fun. Tell all of our listeners, where can they find you? Where can they find the podcast on socials, on everything? You can stream our podcast cruising wherever you get your podcasts. It's still kind of hard to find because we just launched and we don't have a huge huge listenership yet, so if you search one of our names with the podcast, then it will definitely come up. You won't be disappointed. And then you can follow us on all social medias. 
Cruising Pod. So C-R-U-I-S-I-N-G-P-O-D. And it's also available at www.cruisingpod.com. Make sure you check it out. So exciting. Thank you yet again for coming and hanging out with us. Yeah, of course. Thank, Thank you, you guys. Let me hear you say hip, 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 well, yeah. We love hearing from all of you and we love continuing to build this community. So we just like to shout out some of our favorite things that we've heard from you every episode. And this week we want to shout out one of our listeners, Grace, who wrote us the most lovely email uh, telling us how they found the podcast, how much they've enjoyed it and enjoyed the flame, which I mean, we are we are merely human. We just we love hearing it. But also shouting out like what the podcast means in their life and sending in a whole bunch of recommendations for should have been gays to do and for less essentials to do so you know it's it's good we just we have an ever-growing list and if you all just keep feeding us content we'll just keep making we'll this never podcast stop forever. <laughs> exactly it also is really nice when we get like a really long email from you so if you do have the time to sit down and send us an email we really like hearing from you at least like eight paragraphs minimum please and thank you please okay. it makes our week it's so nice it does. It does. we also want to shout out spotify wrapped came out last week so i know there were a lot of people who were sharing that we were in their top five which is really exciting our personal one for the podcast said that over a thousand people we are the top podcast that they listen to so i know there's a million podcasts out there so it's just incredible that over a thousand of you out there, we are the number one show. But even if we're number four or number five or number 10, as long as you're listening, we love you all. So we just love seeing all of those Spotify But reps. top 10 only. Only if we're in your top 10. Oh, yeah, yeah. 11, we can't, we can't do that. <laughs> Fuck right out of here. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and as always, we want to thank our lesbian Jesus patrons, Mark Foster. Jess Klaus. Tanya Ferguson. Jacqueline Rosashino. Sarah and Julia. Carrie Ann Lawrence. Danny Gunlock Tamora, Brittany Ray, Alana Rosen, Lizette Stye, Stacy, Aidy Benitez, Fiona W, and Whitney Lennon, and our King Princess patrons Amy and Ellen, Leah Henley, Liz Chen, Julia Gonzalez, and Ashley White. Thank you, all of you, and to all of our patrons. As always, we just could not keep doing this podcast without you. Remember, you can also find us on all the social medias: Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and now TikTok at Let's Hang Out Pod. You can email us at leshangoutpod at gmail.com. Send us those long emails. We love to see them. <laughs> or check out our website at leshangoutpod.com. Whatever app you use to listen to podcasts, make sure that you subscribe. That way you'll get new episodes as soon as they go up. Also, you can subscribe to The Flame on any podcasting app. We also have videos going up on our YouTube channel, so make sure that you subscribe to those at youtube.com slash leshangoutpod. If you want to support the podcast, one of the easiest ways to do that is to rate and review us on iTunes. We love hearing what you have to say, and it helps new people find the show. If you want to support us financially, the best way to do that is to go to our Patreon. You can find it at bit.ly slash lespatreon. You get access to so many cool things like our Discord chat. You get ad-free episodes. You get access to our Les Essentials viewing parties, all sorts of fun stuff. Uh, it's just a blast and it helps us make the podcast. If you want to help support us making new musicals and help us get the flame on stage, you can join the Flame Patreon at bit.ly slash the Flame Patreon. If 
you want to get our merch and what a great time to get our merch because we still have all of our holiday patterns available you can find it at bit.ly slash les shop i am wearing my it's the most wonderful time to be queer shirt right now and i love it and you should all get one that's you're all. rocking it and i cannot wait i really want to it's the most wonderful time to be queer mug so i can just sit and get some hot chocolate in my beautiful les hangout mug sounds delightful it is delightful and gay <laughs> just like you just like me yes if you want to find us individually you can find me at ellie brigida on instagram twitter and tiktok and you can find me on instagram twitter and tiktok at lsh foster with that i'm ellie and i'm lee and, and let's, let's hang, hang out, out again, again soon let's hang out, out.